When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Jeremy Brenner has the night off. Uh, We are joined by my pops. We do beer, sports, whatever together. And tonight we welcome him in as the special co-host for the Kiss of Death. Pops, what's going down? Uh, I got pretty big shoes to fill tonight for Mr. Jeremy Brenner, but I'm going to do my best to Get you going, boy. You're gonna do. You're gonna do great. I'm sure. Uh, Kiss of Death, number one Rockets podcast for the fans first sports network, and proudly associated with the Dream Shake as well. Let's get started tonight. We've got some breaking ish news, I would say, about the the Houston Rockets uh, as it pertains to Jabari Smith uh, now going into his second year as the uh, starting forward for the Rockets. He was. Uh, asked uh, within the last couple of days, it looks like, about what it would be like for James Harden to join uh, the show. It looks like he spoke with Hoops, Hypes, Dionysus, Aravintinos uh, about a number of subjects, but the exchange with Harden went as following. He asked him, there have been many reports that Harden is thinking of signing with the Rockets. What do you make of that? 
Jabari said that'd be great. The team would want a Hall of Famer. It's promising, but we're not just banking on that. We're still focused on us and how we can improve as a team. His follow-up question was, what would be your pitch to Harden for him to join the Rockets again? Smith said, come back home. He did so much for the city. There's still so much love for him in Houston. It would definitely feel like home for him if he came back. The final question was, Harden, Jalen Green, you and Shingoon, how high does that team go? That's a great four you just said right there. I feel like the sky's the limit with a lineup like that. The talent is there, but it'd be on us to put it all together. Your thoughts? Uh, I think he's just being politically correct. I think he's, you know, playing it safe, not going out and wanting to offend any current Rockets by saying, yeah, we definitely need him. We hope we get him. I just think he's playing he's playing it safe right now. And um if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, that's that's great. That's even greater. So somebody that I mean, you were a season ticket holder for what, seven years or a half season ticket holder for seven years? Eight years, yeah. Eight years. Do you want James Harden back on this version of the Rockets? <laughs> well, let me preface let me preface this question by asking, do you want him back number one? But is it also contingent on what the deal looks like? Well, first I'd have to go find where Plato's closet opened and get some of my jerseys back if he did come back. Um, Contingent, money-wise, you know, I'm not giving $200 for years. I'm, I'm just – it does not make – sense because that'll eat up most of your cap space. Um, But if he wanted to come back on a two to three year, I mean, how much, how much more money does a person need? Well, but you also, you got to look at it. It's It's his last chance to cash in. You know, he does have the major deal with, with Adidas. And that's one of the reasons why this guy got this interview with Jabari is Jabari's an Adidas guy as well. So both, you know, they both have that connection. More on the basketball player side. I mean, what are your thoughts about adding a James Harden to this roster? Because right now they don't have a starting caliber point guard. Kevin Porter Jr. is a very good player. He's Off a very the uh, yeah, he's your sixth man. I've said it for years that it's it's all about. Uh, he's Lou Williams is what he is. He's a bucket getter. Yeah. They're asking him to be a point guard, but he's not a point guard. That's the problem. You know, people don't realize, you know, Harden led the league in assists last year. Now, How unbelievable I, is that? How unbelievable is that statistic? Crazy. Well, he's playing with, first of all, Embiid. Come on. You know? Well, yeah. Which, but he's, still, he's still doing it, and everyone's acting like this guy is washed. And I'm like, uh, are you out of your mind? He's not washed. Would I take him back if if the money did not eat up all of our cap space and it allowed us to go out and make some other nice moves? Yes, I would totally. I'm tired of watching this team play like garbage, and that's what they did. And I think Udoka will be a huge improvement and I think having a James Harden here is would be would be really 
a step in the right direction, yes. It can't get much worse than what Silas was. Here's a crazy statistic for you. Since 2020, he's averaged 10-plus assists a year, James Harden has. That's incredible. I mean, that's four – what is it? Yeah, four years in a row. This guy just puts up numbers. And I get why people don't want him back. I get it. Because I'm on the fence with it. Because I'm with you. I mean, if it's a four-year, $200 million deal – I mean, you're, it's out the window. And we had a, we have an, a, t- uh, um, a tweet that I want to get to from uh, Salman Ali, at Salman Ali NBA, but per Mark Stein, there's some other news about what the Rockets are going to look for in free agency. One of the names is going to make me completely vomit here on the show live. Um, <laughs> that Here it comes. The- Come on, spit it out. Well, okay. Let me preface this conversation by saying you and I are on a lot. We're on the same page a lot with Rockets topics recently. But you and I have also grown apart in some of our feelings about I'm more the pessimist at this point about this offseason and the Rockets and moving forward. You're not. Talk me into why I should be more optimistic about this offseason. Talk me into it. First of all, I think – not this is not in any particular order. Um, I think this coaching staff that he has put together is a really, really good coaching staff. I mean, I remember when Van Gundy had Steve Clifford and Tom Thibodeau on his coaching staff. Good point. This is a really good strong coaching staff, and I'm going to say it again, the addition of Royal Royal Ivy, Ivy's like Keith Jones used to be. Ivy's got a lot of connections, and he knows a lot of these guys. Um, I love the uh, coaching staff. I love the fact that we've got almost $60 million in in cap space. Now, I get it. There's going to be some players who don't want to, be part of a continue rebuilding, but I'm, there will be somebody out there who's going to take our money. Okay. I don't know if it's Fred Van Fleet or if you make a trade and you get John Collins, or I'm just throwing just stuff out there. Oh, you're spitballing. And I think, and I, you know, I listened to the show the other night and I know you're not a big fan of the number four pick. But I'm telling you, I think whoever they pick will be a rotation player this year. Well, they better be. It's it's look, I, I like I told Jeremy the other night, I'm over being upset about the fourth pick because there's nothing we can do about it at this point. You landed where you landed. It does make, and I don't know how you feel about this. Officially, the way I feel about it, the last three years were a colossal failure. I don't care who they came out of this with. You had you had the opportunity. You had a plan, and you massively failed at that plan. Yeah, I mean, you can argue. But did you? Yes, you 100% did. Why? Because what 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 have you accomplished the last three years? So I don't you, know if it's a question of accomplishing. I think the plan was we're tearing it down, and we're rebuilding from the floor up. Okay, so let's look at the last – Three years. You got Jalen Green. 
You got Jabari Smith. You got Tari Eason. You got Josh Christopher. All right. You got Sangoon. Um, By the way, anybody who refers to him as baby Jokic should be put into prison. Because comparing anybody to Jokic at this point is disrespectful. Maybe baby you, even not baby Jokic. Jokic is a top 25 player of all time at this point. I, I got to tell you. When his you career know, finishes, he will be a top 25 player of all time. I became a believer. I didn't watch them a lot. And, Ugh. you know, he was just a stat machine. But, you know, watching him during these playoffs, you know, the guy basically – makes unbelievable passes. He he gets any shot that he wants and he gets anybody else any shot that they want. It's so, such a well put together roster too in Denver. When you talk about the Brown kid, what's his name? Uh Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. They got so many weapons on that team. That's what happens when you draft smart. And maybe the Rockets are going to get lucky. Potentially. I don't know. But if you're asking me, maybe. This roster has a chance to, to outperform expectations. Love Udoka. Love Udoka. That $60 million, I mean, it's all fun and games. It, well, I'd say this. It's not going to be nearly as fun a show that you and I are doing right now if you and I both believed that uh, – that the Rockets are just going to be hunky-dory, $60 million, everything's going to work out perfectly. Because while you're optimistic, there's a there's a better chance than not that this offseason blows up in their face. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Because unless they land one of these guys, and yes, Bruce Brown is going to be a free agent. He's going back to Denver. He's 100% going to go back to Denver. Why would he leave Denver? If Denver makes him a strong offer, go back to Denver and probably – be in contention for another title next year. But that's my problem is I don't see a plan moving forward. And this is when I want to get to this tweet from Mark Stein. There is no plan moving forward that I feel comfortable with as a Rockets fan. But what makes you think you know everything that they're doing and thinking about? You you don't have a clue, neither do I. No, we but that's the well, that's the point of the show is we we examine all of the guys that are out there. And we assess, do we believe that there's a strong move? There is there a move coming that can improve the roster? Yes. Immediately. Yeah. Okay. Immediately, yes. So what's the move? What move would you make for the if you could choose one move realistically for the Rockets to make this offseason? What is it? Wow. Um, because when you look, and while you're thinking about that, there's guys like Nas Reed, who's the backup center in uh, Minnesota, who I would like. No, look, I, I like Nasri. You watch Nasri play. I like Nasri. Is he a? Is he a? Does he move the needle? No. No. Does Fred Van Fleet move the needle for this roster? Yes, I think he does. I think and I'll he does. tell you who else moves the needle that I'm hearing rumblings about that could be available is Dejounte Murray. Why would they get rid of DeJounte Murray when they just acquired him? I think they're going to move Trey Young before they move DeJounte Murray. Do you and really? Why, well, why would you get DeJounte Murray when you have, you know, your next superstar in Jalen Green? Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Because I, DeJounte Murray, I believe, is a better point guard than a two guard. No, he's not a point guard. You don't put him at the point. The guy's 6'6". He can get to the hole whenever he wants. He's a great shooter. 
Okay, DeJounte Murray. Uh, let me see here. Last year, he averaged. Okay. okay, I got something. Yeah, he averaged. Look, he averaged six assists a game. I give you that. The twenty point. So, what do you think of? He's more of a two guard, though. He's not a point guard. Making a fairly big move, and getting Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. from Toronto still doesn't make sense. Why? Because you have four forwards already, and you already have. Why do you need Gary Trent? You have Jalen Green. This is the see, first of all, this is why I love talking ball with you because you know almost as much as I do. It's pretty close. Um, that was a joke. But that's the problem with this roster, dude, is every move that you examine via trade for that big guy, your roster then, it, it doesn't make sense right now. There's no rhyme or reason with What about DeAndre roster. Ayton? Love DeAndre Ayton. I, I, listen, I'm a big fan of DeAndre Ayton. But you, you and I both know what's coming next year, which is they're gonna foc they're gonna focalize on Alper and Shangun. Now the thing with Shangun that I'm intrigued by is what Ime Udoka is gonna do with this kid because you you and I both know they're gonna he's gonna play him differently. Can he turn Shangun into a bona fide center in this league? I'm not talking no. about player. No, I think I he can see it. I don't. No, and that's why I don't even think Shangun will start. Ooh. I think Udoka oh. wants a a seven foot defensive minded presence inside. See, but he didn't have. See, well, okay, he had the early version of Robert Williams in Philly, or not Philly in Boston. Right. But in Boston, his center was Al Horford, and Al yeah. Horford is a center. Like I put that in quotation marks for people not watching the video. Horford and Shingun remind me a lot of one another. I think Horford's a much better rebounder. Uh, yeah, see, Shingun last year was a fourteen to nine guy. It's not look, it's not bad. But then you start looking at. Let's get to the tweet because I want to start talking about some guys and getting your opinion. But is it fourteen and nine? But the problem is, is that he, on a, in a season where it doesn't you got matter. blown out many a nights by thirty plus. But that's my point. You're making my point with what I said at the beginning of the show. The last three years are all lost years. When you talk about development on this team, honestly, who got better over the last three years? KJ. I think KJ took steps forward. I think Definitely. Tari Eason. Well, he's been in the league one year. I mean, we'll see what he does next. I think year. he's a stud. I loved him, and so did you. I do. Uh, yeah, I think KJ. I, like I think Tari Smith. I, I think Josh Christopher did not have a chance. Because he had Behind a head coach. Silas. Yep. Because I thought Josh Christopher's freshman freshman year, geez, his rookie year. Nice player. He he was definitely a nice player. Tough. Um, Garuba, I, I, you know what? Whatever. Garuba Bye -bye. can, you know, carry the luggage. Um, not a big Garuba guy at all. Um, I, think Boban, I think Boban was a waste of a roster spot. I get having him in the building. I do. And we interview. I interviewed Boban for for goodness sake. I mean, that was a fun interview. One of the nicest guys in the world. We're not in the nice guy business. We are in the results driven business. Either you're winning or you're losing. And the Rockets have lost more than anybody else the last three years. So they have got to figure out this this off season. Pops is the biggest off season for the Rockets in the last twenty years. So besides 
the 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 money you know it's always about the uh well thank you so much for joining the show what do y'all think about tai tai like tai tai i like tai tai as a as a backup point guard. as a backup point guard i think i think he's a smaller more agile version of dj augustine to bring it back home toward you know to houston i think dj augustine had a great career in the nba as a backup starter caliber starting caliber point guard for a little bit but he was more of a backup i'm a big fan I think Ty Ty, uh, to keep you know the same name, I think he's a lot like Ty Lue. I think he's he's not as built as Ty Lue, but just that version of a floor general that you could bring in for you know nine to fifteen minutes a night. I, I have no problem with Ty Lue or with uh, Ty Ty Washington. I like I like Ty Ty Washington, but again, we just, we don't know because they kept sending him down to the G League last year, which also made no sense to me. Why are you sending your first-round pick down to the G League when you're the worst team in the league? Play your guys. Figure out who can do what. Well, I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but, you know, that's what sure. irked me the whole year about Deshaun Nix. I mean, Deshaun Nix is awful. I mean, Deshaun Nix is one of the worst basketball players I've ever seen. See, but you see, they have a plan, and they stuck to the plan because it had to have been something – because there was no logical explanation as to why Knicks was playing instead of Washington. I should Okay. So let me rephrase, because you bring up a really good point that I want to make sure I address. They had a plan, which was to tank, to tank and bottom out. I give them credit for having the plan. What I have a problem with is now that plan, the not now, the last three years, Pops, that plan has backfired on them. Three straight years, you have tried to lose as many games as possible. You've achieved your goal. The prize for executing your plan to the best of your ability is to get the number one pick in the draft. You struck out not once, not twice, but three times on that plan. And whose fault is that? That's not their fault. It's not their With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details their fault but it's the reason for the pessim- pessimism pessimism, from somebody like me. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. To they ex- don't have, okay. They don't have control over the rigged lottery, first of all. It's not rigged. Don't, okay. don't, come on, don't be that okay. guy. Ernst, okay. and Young, Ernst and Young runs the draft lottery. Okay. Um, Just telling you. Oh, and good thing Ernst and Young, yeah, they're they're up up on board. Anyway, they I have no control over that. You cannot blame them. They were in the running three years in a row. 
for the pick. That is not their fault. So they get off scot-free and we're just supposed to go spend money and go what do you, to games? Wait a minute. What do you mean they get off? What what is what do you mean? No, I'm saying I'm saying who do I who do you blame then? What do you blame supposed, anybody? But we're supposed to sit back and just take the fact that they have tanked out and they don't even try. Why then? Why watch the games? Why do we care? That's my problem. Is that we? Guess what? A lot of people aren't watching the games, and a lot and, of people don't care. But that's the thing. There's no. You know what's so funny? Would you agree or disagree with this statement? Is it's better when your fan base is vocally pissed off to the media to any of, you know, sports radio, things like that. The problem is, or it's either that or when you're, the fans are dead silent. Because to me, when they're at least vocalizing the anger, that's when people show that they still give a damn. Well, that's There's what's nothing. going on with the Astros right now. That's exactly what's going on if you listen to the radio. Nobody on a grand scale right now, no one cares about the Rockets. No. They don't. And that's the scary part. Of, I, you and I, we love the Rockets. You've been watching the Rockets how long? And it's it's a little weird to me, to be honest with you, that you're not more angry at them for this. You say it all the time. Is by the the next time they're any good, I might be dead. I mean, you you have been known to say that on podcasts before. I'm just saying that I don't understand the lack of that type of passion and anger from more Rockets fans. It's crazy to me. Well, the problem is there is no, you say lack of passion? Yeah. There is no passion right now. That's my, it's not there. Okay, so I think, you know, I think you need to give it, first of all, you got the coaching staff in order. Yeah. This guy's going to have a lot more control than Silas ever had, okay? Then you got the draft. And then you got free agency. I think a month from now, when we're sitting here talking to you and Jeremy, I think you'll have a better idea of where this team is headed. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. It's smart. It's well put. If, you know, if you go out, let's just say you got $60 million, okay? Yep. Let's pray it's not – well, before Kyrie Irving makes no sense, so let's not even yeah. talk. You're going to bring it up, though. I know. Hold on, just real quick, uh, because it is news, and it's it's news. I understand. I want to get to this tweet from Mark Stein today. Today, other free agents to be that have been linked to the Rockets in recent weeks include the following: Toronto's Fred Van Fleet, Brooklyn's restricted free agent Cameron Johnson. Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks. Love Dylan Brooks. And the Milwaukee duo of Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. I have also heard that the Rockets, in the event that they are unable to lure Harden away from Philadelphia and back to Houston, plan to weigh a run at Dallas's Kyrie Irving. Let's get this out of the way. If the Rockets make a run at that anti-Semite and bring him into the Rockets organization, I will be really upset. I, re- I I will be. And beyond the fact that he's an anti-Semite, which he is, uh, he has ruined not one, not two, but three franchises in the last three years. You know how hard it is to do that? You know how difficult that is to do? Well, it's four if you think Cleveland, Brooklyn, Boston, 
Yep. Brooklyn and Dallas. Yeah. I mean, those initially, all of those teams are worse off because they took on the Kyrie Irving experiment. I think he's selfish. I think he's a very good basketball player. I think he's a very good point guard. I don't think it's a great situation in Dallas. I think if the Rockets do this, it, it to me, it's wrong. How can For they what? afford him, first of all? Kyrie? Yeah. Well, they can afford him. They have $60 million. If you can sign Harden, you can sign Irving. That's the, I hate it. I hate it more than I can ex- put into words the Kyrie Irving experiment. Hate it. Which also begs the question of our own general manager, Raphael Stone, who I'm not a fan of. I, I don't know how you feel about Stone. I think he's I think he's a yes man. I think he has no spine. I think he's done a terrible job of building the roster at this point, but I like the flexibility that he's given or that he's uh accumulated. I, yes. I respect that. I respect some of the pieces that he's gotten. I don't like other things that he's done, but I do think some of those moves were taken out of his hands by the owner, who I'm also not a fan of. Um, but the question that I have for you, before we get to those other names, he said, and maybe he's lying, in an interview a couple of weeks ago, the draft, or their plans for the draft and their plans for free agency have no sort of cohesiveness. So if you're telling me the Rockets have the fourth overall pick and they're already going to make a run at James Harden and potentially Kyrie Irving, then in my opinion, why would you then take another point guard at number four, which brings up the question to me of they're not going to go Amen Thompson at number four. Then if Victor Wenbanyama, Brandon Miller, and Scoot Henderson go one, two, three, then what are you looking at at number four if you're the Rockets? So let me throw you a curveball. Oh, okay. Let's say, you know, French fries goes first. Let's oh. And by the way, I'm going to tell you what is going to royally piss me off. Yes. Is when it's draft night and the Spurs are on the clock. Okay. Just effing get up there. And make the pick. I mean, don't be stupid. Okay, that'll piss me off. But that's okay. me. Let's say Brandon Miller goes second. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think it would take to get that third pick? I don't know. I mean, because again, that brings up the question. Because Portland's got the number three pick. Are you going to put Damian Lillard and Scoot Henderson together? Because it really doesn't make all that much sense to me. Why would you do that? So if you make a nice straight, because they're going to be in win-now mode. So, I mean, what does Portland want from us? I mean, is four and number 20 and KJ enough to get three? If Portland would, if you were Portland, would you do that deal? If you could pay, if you could move back one spot and instead of Scoot Henderson, you end up drafting a, you know, another, you know, ready-to-play guy, if they take a Jarris Walker, if you will, if they take a Cam Whitmore from Villanova and they pick up number 20, is that enough to incite Portland at number three? I don't know. I mean, to answer that question. But the reason why I asked you the question was because it puts into perspective even more that this is no man's land for the Rockets. The Rockets are in a spot that they can have a plan all they want, 
but they're a couple moves away from this entire thing going to hell in a handbasket. What do I mean? But how? But okay, I mean, hold on, I'm gonna explain it to you. This the top three. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about free agency. I'm talking about just their overall plan to the offseason. If Harden goes back to Philadelphia, which there's a real chance he's going to, if you, they stay at number four, and let's say they take Amen Thompson. Okay, let's just, for argument's sake, let's say they take Amen Thompson. Harden goes back to Philadelphia. If you're the Rockets, what do you do? Do you overpay Chris Middleton to come here? I don't like Chris Middleton, first of all. Well, I like him as a player. I would, I would, I would bring. I, I, I still like Van Fleet. Okay. Even if you draft Amen Thompson and you still have Kevin Porter Jr. on the roster. See, I don't see that happen unless Porter moves to the six man. Yeah. Okay. No, but that's that's my question. Is I think Jalen Brown is off the table. I think Jalen Brown is staying in Boston. There's no this, question. No question at this point. Okay. Um, but if you're the Rockets, you look at this tweet from Mark Stein. I like Fred Van Fleet. No problem. So, okay, so let's turn it a little bit then. Let's let's go based off of this, this tweet, right? Let's say the Rockets want to make a run at Van Fleet, and they don't want to go point guard in the draft. If you're the Rockets, who do you take it for then? Because are you going to take Cam Whitmore from Villanova? See, you know these guys better than I do, but Cam Whitmore, he's a small forward. You have four of them already. That's the problem. Do you take Jairus Walker? Because people argue that if you take Jairus, why would you take Jairus Walker at four? Oh, I don't know, because he's the most ready-made forward in the draft. Except he can't shoot. He's a decent shooter. I mean, I watched him enough at U of H. He's a decent shooter. He's he's a decent shooter. Okay, but do you really have – okay, here's the way I'm looking at this. I think Tate's gone, okay? I think Deshaun Tate is gone, okay? I think Porter Jr. will – possibly be part of a package. So right now, who is your starting three? Tari Eason. And who backs him up? Well, it's either Tari or KJ. Because they're not going to move Jabari to the three. That, no. that, that To me, I like that move, but they're not going to do it. But I like length. I like length, length, length. And the thing about the Rockets is they're going to – they're going Shen Goon's their starting center. At game one, he's going to be their starting center. Jabari then is your de facto four. And then it depends on what, you know, is KJ here? Is Tari here? If I'm going to bet between Tari Eason and KJ Martin, who's going to be the better player, I'm making a bet on Tari Eason. It's not even close. It's not even close. So you start Tari. So then you start thinking about if they want to make a run at a a James Harden or a a Fred Van Fleet or a Kyrie Irving, which it's now being reported by multiple people that they are then why are you going point guard at number four? So if you're not going to go point guard and you already have your three, two, three, four, five, and you want to make a run at a veteran point guard, then what do you do at five? Then what do you do at four? No man's land. You Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, these guys better. I know Jeremy was talking about, I think Cam Whitmore the other day, wasn't he? He's a nice player. Um, yeah. Villanova, 6'5". Who else? You know these guys better. Throw me some other names who's top 10. So right now, per uh, NBA Draft Room, which is a, a pretty reliable mock draft that I like to go at, number four, they have the Rockets taking Cam Whitmore. He's 6'5". Their NBA comp for him is Jerry Stackhouse or Justice Winslow. Oh, Jesus. So then oh. at number five, they have the Pistons taking Jarris Walker. 
who's been compared to Paul Millsap. They have the Magic at six taking Amen Thompson, who in their eyes is a prospect Sean Livingston. Oh, God. And then at number seven, they have Taylor Hendricks, who's a power forward from Central Florida, six foot eight. They compare him to Antoine Jamison or Jeremy Grant. This is this is my point. This is what I'm talking about. Is the Rockets have accumulated talent. They have talent. They're not a talentless team. If they don't execute whatever plan that they have, which I think they do have a plan. What do you I mean? Okay, Dylan Brooks. I like Dylan Brooks. I like Dylan Brooks a lot, but you just saw what happened in Memphis that it went off the rails in Memphis. You know, well, Memphis had a lot of issues there at the end, okay? Yeah, they did. Morant did not help this team at all. No. Okay, by act, you know, and y'all could say what you want about Jim Morant, and I don't care what his publicists say about it wasn't even a real gun. You were the you you were gonna be the face of the NBA. You were gonna be on he still whatever, can be he whatever can. the NBA version of Madden is. I don't even know. Yeah, he still can be though. I mean, all of those things are still in front of him. He still well, has that ability to do it. Brooks See, Brooks, Brooks, I'm gonna tell you, Brooks is a live wire. Okay. And but I'll tell you, um I think you can get him cheaper too. I think that's a savvy move that a good general manager makes is a guy who may not be at the nth degree of his talent level right now. And it's going to take a, a good coach, which you have. You're paying a coach $7 million a year. Go fix Dylan Brooks. And you can get him and something else to add to this roster. See, because I think Cameron Johnson, when I'm here and – oh. They're going to match, so it, it's it's not even out there. But the, so, but then it's not. But I, I'm just friendly banter between you and us, right? You and I, right? You bring in Dylan Brooks, that complicates the forward position even more, because there's a lot of moves that the Rockets have to make, even with that 60 million. Because if they're looking at a guy like Brook Lopez, then what do you do with Shangun? You're going to put Shangun at the four. Well, then you're going to have to move Jabari to the three. No, you're not moving. If you get Brooke Lopez, I'm telling you, Brooke Lopez is the starting center opening night. No, he absolutely is. But that's my question to you. Is all of these Rockets fans on Twitter who are so enamored with Alperin Shangun as your starting center, then why is Mark Stein reporting that the Rockets are looking at Brooke Lopez? That doesn't make sense. It's for the same group of fans that want to – hone in on Kevin Porter Jr., who's a starting caliber point guard. If that was the case, why are they looking at Harden? Why are they now looking at the the anti-Semite Kyrie Irving uh, and Fred Van Fleet? Why are they exploring those options? It's because they've looked at this roster and they've decided that there are certain positions that have to be upgraded. See, but I think don't get so wrapped up into he's a three or he's a four. You know, there's going to be parts. Let's let's say you get a Dylan Brooks, okay? Mm -hmm. And let's just say Van Fleet. There'll be a point in the game, maybe the fourth quarter, you got to not you got to lead where you go, and it's going to go maybe positionless to where you'll go with Eason, Jabari Smith, Dylan Brooks, Jalen Green, 
maybe Brooke Lopez. I'm just I'm just yeah. throwing some stuff out there. No, I hear you. I hear you. But no, you know, don't get so wrapped up in the oh, we've got too many forwards or we don't have. I think you need to look at now. Brooke Lopez is is interesting. That that's an interesting. He's got to be what thirty three. How old is he? I'm looking right now. Jeez. Uh, Brooke Lopez. How old is Brooke Lopez? Hey, Jesus, he's 30, he's almost thirty-five. Really? Yeah, he's old. I mean, he's been in the league forever. Listen, he was a good player. I mean, last year he played seventy-eight games for Milwaukee. He averaged sixteen points and seven rebounds a game. The only thing that I don't like about Brooke Lopez is that he's not a great rebounder. But he's also playing alongside the likes of Giannis, where Giannis, you know, is a mauler of a rebounder. You know. Okay, let me throw some of these names out at you. Tell me what you think, okay? Mm -hmm. Robin Lopez, Bismarck, Bismarck Biombo, Brooke Lopez, like DeAndre Jordan, pass Vucevic, Andre Drummond, Alex Len, Boban, Myers Leonard, pass Demarcus. Oh, oh, good, another anti-Semite, Myers Leonard, pass. You know what? Why don't we just bring in Myers Leonard and Kyrie Irving? Let's just. Well, we could let Hitler coach the team. Okay, we could. Cody right. Zeller, Serge Ibaka, Hassan Whiteside, no. Kevin Love, Dwight no. Howard. We get the point. I get it. I get it. There, there's Those are the two positions that you look at. And I, I don't disagree with you. On what you were saying. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. About the point guard or about positionless basketball. I don't disagree with that at all. But what I'm preaching to you is they have to start thinking about the roster as a whole. And they have too many of certain type of guys already. Now, if you move Jay Sean Tate for a second round pick, if, you know, you, to me, if Brandon Miller goes two to Charlotte, then I'm calling Portland and I'm saying, what do you want for three? And KJ's probably going to be a part of that. Because if I if I was Portland, that I, I would want, that's about what I would want for, for four. To move back a spot, to then still get a guy that can impact my roster you know, you they could go Cam Whitmore. What if they wanted Sangoon? Sangoon, number I mean, four. Twitter, Twitter would Jay- break. Huh? Twitter, Twitter would, would fall to the – Rockets Twitter <laughs> would have a collective aneurysm if they end up trading Sangoon. 
look, I like Shingun. I know there's a lot of people out there I talk to every day. My buddy Ryan, we talk about this all the time. He thinks I hate Shingun. I don't. I think he's I think he's been playing out of position. I don't think he's a real center um, in today's NBA. And I know people say, well, you don't need a center to compete in the NBA. Well, who's about to win the NBA finals? And that's, you know, Denver, who has the best big man in the league. You look at the Lakers, you know, you could argue who are the final four teams left. Yeah, but in- you know what, though? And I agree with you. But, you know, Jokic is – I'll tell you who Jokic reminds me of before anybody on this broadcast was even born, Bob Lanier, okay? Jokic is a big man, but he's, he's not – Huh? He's better than Bob Lanier. What I'm saying is he's a big man, but Bob Lanier could go and – and sh- well, there was no three points back then, but – he could shoot like a, a baseline shot. Jokic is not your traditional five, you know? He's not Cousins. He's not – who else used to be a DeAndre Jordan? But here's here's my point. Before you continue, I want to make sure I get this out before we got to wrap the show up here in a couple minutes. Who are the final four teams left in, in this year? Lakers, Nuggets, Boston, Miami. Who are the two best the the two best big men in that group? Jokic in Denver and Bam Adebayo in Miami. You can say what you want about Bam, but Boston, their lack of a traditional big man, and the Lakers both hurt them in the most important moments. And right now, Miami not having an answer for Jokic behind uh, uh, Bam Adebayo is killing them with the in these games. That's my point. Is you still need a traditional big man somewhere on your roster because you never know what when you're going to need them. The Rockets, not only do they not have a starting caliber center, they don't have a backup because Usman Garuba should be selling insurance in Des Moines, Iowa at this point. You know, he's not any good. Sorry, if him or his family are watching, you're more than welcome to come on the show, but you're not any good at this basketball thing in the NBA. You just aren't. So... That's my point, and hopefully I've done a better job of elaborating why I'm scared to death this offseason for the Rockets. I just am, because this thing is either going to go incredibly well, i.e. getting Harden at the right deal, and maybe you know being able to work with him on a, on a financial number that works for both sides, and getting a guy like a Dylan Brooks on a discounted sort of deal. I mean, imagine coming out of this thing where – if they stayed at four and they took a guy, I don't know, you know, like a a Jairus Walker, if you will, and your starting five next year could be Harden, Jalen Green, um, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, or, uh, well, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. You know, Jabari and – I guess Shangoon, you could bring Walker off the bench. I don't know. What about Tari Eason? That's, that's the thing. There's so many questions, you know? So that's why I almost feel like it, it makes more sense for the roster if you bring in a couple guys and then you trade away a couple guys and get some more assets or get some salary cap relief. I don't know what that looks like. Dude, I'm going to tell you this. Final thoughts before we wrap up. I'm sick of the word salary cap relief. They've had nothing but salary cap relief the last three years, okay? 
they better spend most of that $60 million. I totally agree. And I think, say what you want, and none of us are big fans of Tillman. Well, there's probably, maybe his wife is, but um, Tillman's a showman. He's a showman, okay? Mm -hmm. And when this, when COVID hit, his restaurants and his hotels, he, dude, he took a beating, okay? There's nobody who wants to make money, and there's nobody who wants to win more than him. I don't agree with that. And I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put ten dollars in the tip jar that when this is all said and done, this team will have a different look, a different feel, and this team will be in the playoffs next year. Now I'm not talking about those silly play-in games. This team will be in the playoffs. You're talking about top eight seed next year. I'm putting ten bucks in the tip jar. I got you. Ah, this has been another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. Uh, one quick note, we will be live for the NBA draft this year, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, excuse me, 7 p.m. Central time on ABC. Uh, the Kiss of Death podcast will be live at Urban South Brewery, uh, 1201 Oliver Street. New logo uh, for the Kiss of Death podcast got finalized today. We are giving away T-shirts, stickers. We're going to have a whole thing set up with Urban South. And if you can't make it to Urban South, we will let you know now. We will be live, Kiss of Death podcast, from the beginning of the draft until the very end. We're going to do it an hour-long segment. So as soon as we hit an hour, we're going to stop that version of the recording. We're going to then keep going on hour-long segments until that draft is done. So we're going to have special guests. We're going to have people coming on. We're going to break down every single pick of the draft one through however many picks there are in the draft. So get excited. Make sure to come out, check us out at urban South brewery. So excited to be partnering with them. And we'll don't bring your sour attitude with you. I want to see you fired up. I am fired up. You don't think this is excited. I'm excited. Uh, If you want to follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner on Twitter, follow him at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow me at Mike Brown underscore two zero two zero. You want to follow the kiss of death on Twitter. You can follow uh, me at the nursing home. So yeah, that's true. Uh, You can follow the kiss of death at rockets. F F S N the kiss of death is beyond excited to be a part of the platform at the fans first sports network. And also to be a part of the family at the dream shake as well. We will be back live with you guys Tuesday night, either myself, Jeremy, or both of us pops. Thank you for coming on. Great show. Great content tonight. We are less than two weeks from the NBA draft. Great time tonight. Thank you for all of our listeners tonight. We had a great time. And until Tuesday night, Rockets fans, go Rockets. Late.